everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Never Fine. We're very excited to be sitting down and talking about another relevant topic. Um, Selena, get off your phone. Oh, oops. Sorry. My bad. Well, I guess that brings us to today's topic of discussion. We'll be talking about the state of being present today. Selena, do you have any comments? I think that's a very important topic in today's world where everyone's just so fixated on this little screen in their hands. Everyone's obsessed with their phones. Everyone's saying like, oh, my attention span is not as long as it used to be because there's just so much content and so many things for us to get distracted by that I don't know about you, Linda, or you, listener, but it's pretty hard for me sometimes to like pay attention to the conversation I'm having with the person directly in front of me, as sad as that sounds. Ouch. <laughs> At me. <laughs> so I think for me, the definition of being present means to be mindful and to allow yourself to focus in whatever activity you're doing and to be hopefully there. I do agree. There are some people and some activities in which I kind of zone out And I'm not proud of those moments, but I think that we as humans are aware of this and and it's good that we're taking strides to kind of improve our sense of mindfulness and self-awareness, especially with everything that's rapidly changing in the world. It's super important to emphasize like being mindful and aware of what's going on around you globally and locally. So whatever activity you're doing, you want to fully commit and like easier said than done, obviously. Yeah, on that note, like, what are some tips you have for those of us who, I guess, find it more difficult to pay attention to a conversation or, you know, just stop looking at our phones so often? Because I definitely fall victim to that. I've been working on not doing that lately. And especially like, you know, grabbing coffee with friends, for example, I make an effort to just put my phone face down or just put it in my purse. Actually, let's be honest, I just put it face down on the table because I have, you know, what's that word? Like separation anxiety. Yes, separation anxiety from my phone. But no, I put it face down and if it buzzes, obviously I'll notice it, but I'm not going to pick it up or anything so I can focus my attention on the conversation that I'm having and on my friends that I'm with because I don't really get to see my friends so often. So I want to be 100% there. Do you have any tips, Linda? Wow, that was really meaningful. I'm glad you take the time to spend time with me, (laughs) Selena. I think some of my most important tips for being present is to take short pauses in life and try and implementing those more often during a day. So an example would be I set timers on my phone for every hour or every two hours, depending on, I guess, your lifestyle, to just take a minute to breathe I feel like when you take a minute to breathe and refocus your mind, it's it's allowing yourself to feel rooted, feel grounded, and really understand what your surroundings are and what the priorities are, whether that be work or maybe working out or if you have a big night coming, I don't know. But taking a second to just recenter and refocus is really helpful for me, I found. And yeah, I definitely agree. Putting my phone facing down or do not disturb is really great for when you feel like you need to be actively present in the moment. I think that's a good piece of advice, actually, to just take some time to breathe. I notice for myself, like, if I'm doing some task or some activity and then something else totally unrelated comes up and it starts, like, stressing me out, and then suddenly my mind and my thoughts are focused on that other thing that has nothing to do with, like, 
whatever I'm currently doing at the moment. And oftentimes I find myself letting it kind of distract me and pull me away from where I currently am. But just even last week, for example, I like excused myself to the restroom and just just stood there, kind of did some stretches and like, well, like, you know, <laughs> flexible body, flexible mind, right? Yes. Throw back <laughs> um, <laughs> and breathed and just kind of calmed myself down, centered myself and then was able to go back and, you know, really focus on where I currently was and told myself like, okay, I'm going to do like whatever's bothering me, bothering me. I'm going to address that later because that has no effect to what I'm doing now. And it's going to, I'm just not going to be 100% there or here. So no point in worrying about something that's not relevant to what I'm currently doing. Yeah. So you mentioned the whole concept of having your phone facing down and fully being there while you're spending quality times with friends, family, or just in general. Like what led you to this? Like, have you always been super present or is this something you've learned to start doing in your life? Yeah. So, um, something that actually led me to this kind of goes back to high school days when, um, so I'd be out with my friends, we'd all be getting food, for example. And all of a sudden one of my friends would be like, okay, I'm going to be the dad of this group. Everyone put their phones face down in the center of the table and we all put our stuff there. And he said, if anyone picks up their phone, you have to pay everyone a dollar. So, oh damn. Yeah, it was a good practice. It was kind of fun. Um, it was funny at the time, but every single time we went out, we would do that. And um, I think that was just the beginnings of that kind of practice for me. And just throughout college, I mean, yeah, I would go out and like look at my phone. But then I started to realize like it would just the vibe if I was out getting food or drinks with a friend and they're talking and then suddenly like I get a text and I look at my phone, even if it's just like a quick glance, it came off very rude. I realized just from the vibe, the whole vibe of our like the whole ambiance between us kind of shifted for a sec and I apologized and everything but I just didn't like that feeling so from then on I just would put my phone face down and unless you know someone was calling me or texting me repeatedly would I lift up my phone to check if it was like a group text and like blasting at my phone then I would just turn on turn my phone on to do not disturb mode but if it's my mom gotta pick it up for my mom (laughs) got to do everything for your mom. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I definitely agree. I noticed that you did that. And I also have been called out before by friends who noticed I was on my phone too much. And now it's to the point where if I even check my phone when I'm hanging out with friends, I feel the need to justify it or to apologize immediately because I now am aware of how extremely rude it is, unless it's like you said, an emergency or your mom. I think for me, a prominent example of being present was when I started going to yoga. And like I did yoga three or four four days a week for two to three years back in college. It was helping me get through a really rough time in my life and whatnot. And I really liked the athletic side of it too. However, sometimes I would walk in and, you know, you'd be distracted thinking about, especially during finals in college, I would be thinking about the shit ton of studying that I'd have to do for the day or how stressed out I was or this huge list of to-do items. And it would really distract me from the workout itself. And one time, one of the instructors said, really just be present and be mindful and be aware that you're here. You've come to this class for a reason. You've dedicated 60 minutes of your day to this reason. And so it really made me realize that it didn't really matter whether or not I was distracted by those thoughts. I was going to be in that class for the 60 minutes regardless. And so my choice was then to either half-ass my workout 
and be anxious still or just fully dedicate myself to that workout for the next 60 minutes seeing as either way I was going to be there for 60 minutes and that really changed my attitude and mindset because I felt so much more relief and that endorphin rush is real after the workout but I started applying that mindset to everything like no matter what I was doing I would think like okay you've already dedicated you know the night to going out with your friends or this hour to work on this project or the next 30 minutes to finish reading this book it doesn't make sense to not be 100% immersed in the activity that you're doing Doing. that for me was what really hit it out of the park I think that's a really good example Linda thanks for sharing and I relate to that too like I don't didn't do yoga for as long as you did that's really <laughs> impressive but I started doing spin classes um, and I love going to spin classes as bougie as that sounds but you know whips the body into shape <laughs> But yeah, like it'd be a 45 minute class. And I remember when I first started going and I wasn't as into it, my mind would be on all the tasks I had to do later that day or like, you know, some event that I'd have to go to after and be like, okay, I just have to like get through this workout, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have a good attitude towards it until like the instructors would also say something very similar to what your instructor said. They'd be like, you're here for 45 minutes. You're already here just stick it through like you're here for a reason and it's either for yourself or for someone else but you just got to stick it through and make the most of it essentially and hearing that so many times like that really started to drill home for me and then I realized you know like 45 minutes is so it's like such an insignificant amount of time in my day like that's the amount of time of a tv episode these days and I like spend so much time binging tv that if I can't just be present and focused for like a single 45 minute class spin class then like that's kind of pathetic in my opinion for myself from then on that's when I started becoming more present and more focused not thinking about whatever I'm doing after the workout because whether I like it or not for that day I'm stuck in that room with all these other people on these (laughs) stationary bikes so yeah I got to make the most of it so definitely staying present during exercising is it's a challenge yeah I definitely can agree especially because we take those killers in classes (laughs) with them there's this one instructor that we love we actually have nicknamed him God. god Anyway, just to reiterate, even though we have discussed being present in the terms of exercise today, you listeners out there should be cognizant of being present in general in all activities you do. We just kind of related it to that. But this is like a topic that's very relevant today, seeing as technology is rapidly advancing, everyone is constantly on their phones, we have smartwatches now that, you know, alert us to our notifications on our wrist we our laptops get all of our notifications there we're really always connected and so it is really important to take that time to be present in whatever activity you're doing whether that means disconnecting or whatnot like this is a topic that we should definitely be talking about and and really it's never fine to like not be aware of what you're doing yeah that really brings up a good point like there's just so much content so many different visuals that are being screamed at us every day that it's really tough to just not shift our attention to focus on these alerts for example i had like an apple watch type of thing it was an apple watch it was fitbit that looked like apple watch i got it for free okay don't don't shame me here but it would always alert me like multiple times within an hour about like oh you haven't stood up enough times and like just a vibe like a small vibration on my wrist or like oh you've like reached ten thousand steps which was cool but it was another added distraction in my life 
amongst all of these other things that I'm already distracted by. So to the point that, yes, it was really cool to know how many steps I had. It was great for my fitness, but just for me personally, I didn't like being alerted or taken out of whatever I was concentrating on at the time by a small alert on my wrist. So I don't use my Fitbit Versa or like Apple Watch comparable anymore because it just alerts me and like takes me out of my my zone and takes me out of whatever I'm doing at the time. It prevents me from being present. So yeah, now it's just sitting in my closet. But anyways, moving on to, I guess, the next point in our topic that I know we wanted to discuss. What kind of efforts are you making to be present or like when did you realize, Linda, <clears throat> that you wanted to be fully present in all aspects of your life? Before I can answer that question, I think it's important to talk about why and how I realized we as humans are not built to be present and aware of our actions in the moment. Um, And this is what kind of led me to realize that I should incorporate being mindful into my life. And I just think they always have that quote that says, don't let the future steal your present. And I think for me was so real because I was always caught up in thinking about the future, whether it be my goals, my objectives, instant satisfaction or uncertainties in the future or anxieties or worries that I wasn't allowing myself to be immersed in the moment um, to fully be there, I guess is the phrase you would use. And I was always thinking about what decisions or choices or behaviors do I need to execute now to get me to where I want to be that's kind of worrisome because I think I think a lot of people think that way right like I think so I read about the study like a long time ago that there was a study in Chicago and it was over 500 participants and they had the adults just constantly log their immediate thoughts and emotions which is a lot but in the end results showed that people tended to think about the future three times more than they would about the past which is really surprising because you think you would think that people would spend a lot of time regretting things or thinking about how they could have done things or you know cringing at those those random moments in life we all have but the fact that people were spending so much time thinking about the future that shows me that this is like a natural human tendency that innately we have all these anxieties about the future and I think that is one reason why a lot of us are not always present that we're so like addicted to our phones almost even during conversations where we like zone out and think about future things um I also think that because we're such social creatures and we live in a community or I guess society in general where we're surrounded and interact with hundreds of other people every single day we mirror our current behaviors to what they're doing both as a survival mechanism but also because we understand that whatever outcome we want to play out is totally dependent on others behaviors and decisions and so we're so focused on that and either being competitive or trying to match people trying to compare ourselves that we don't allow ourselves to compare ourselves to us and be present with our own actions rather than being dependent on other people's actions and like when I found myself specifically in college during the recruiting phases that everyone was just constantly comparing themselves to other people and that it creates a lot of anxiety that's when I realized the only person I should truly be competing against is me and that's when I learned to like really be aware that was when I realized no one's actions really matter except my own and so whatever I'm doing or whoever I'm spending time with like I should just put 100% of my energy and effort into that because that effort will come to fruition rather than you know constantly thinking about the future and making power moves now and not allowing myself to just live my life in the moment 
What about you? I know that was deep. Do you have any... What are you, which drives are you making, Selena? I was just going to say, how do I follow that? That was really good. Um, I actually haven't heard of that study before, but that was very good to hear. I hope our listeners take a lot from that because I just did. Um, that was great. And I think it is important that we all think about the future too much. And I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I do think about what if I die tomorrow? Like, you don't know when you're going to die. Like, of course, I'd love to die when I'm in my 80s or something. But who knows what's going to happen and what's the point of worrying so much about the future when like again it's so uncertain and it sounds really deep or like dark to think about death in that sense but it does remind me and makes me grateful for everything I have currently and it's just a constant reminder like okay yeah that could happen to me anytime who knows but right now today I'm surrounded by the people that I love I'm gonna go to the dog cafe later today and when that happens I'm gonna be super present because dogs dogs and cafe um (laughs) but no i think we do spend a lot of time thinking about the future rather than the present and i'm surprised that the did the study mention anything about like oh people don't think about the present at all because i know you said people think spend less time thinking about the past so do people just not think about the present at all according to that study well the study didn't seem to really discuss thinking about the present i think that wasn't one of the requirements but mo but the the shocking result was that people would think about the future three times more frequently than they would about the past. And I think that includes the present, which is insane because you'd think that people would be thinking about what they're doing right then and there rather than things that haven't even happened. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty insane that we're not thinking about (laughs) what's currently happening. Um, But again, maybe we're just wired that way. We're just freaks. Yeah, I guess we're just weirdos or we're just human. There we go. Wink, (laughs) wink. So basically, we're synonymous. <laughs> oh, um, we also did want to mention the fact that being present can mean different things to everyone. And we totally understand that everyone has a different meaning. And one definition of it that might seem out of the ordinary for me is there was this point in time where I was going through a really rough phase in life and there was a movie night going on with me and all my friends. There were probably about 20 of us doing a movie night in an apartment. Everyone was so supportive and we I wanted to pick the goriest movie possible, obviously, because I was in the feels. So naturally, we watched Django Unchained. Okay, just hold up. Gory movies in the feels. Okay, you do, you girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Django, that was a great choice that night. But anyway, you know, the first 15 minutes of the movie, I was really distracted. I was not paying attention whatsoever. I was really just caught up in my own feelings and in my mind, really. I looked around the room and it was dark and I just saw all my friends and we're all in our cute pajamas. Yes, you two boys. We were in our cute pajamas and cuddled up in blankets and we were all just having a really good time. And that's when I realized that I was so grateful and appreciative of all the relationships and friends that I had made. And these people are bringing such value into my life and that I should really be present in my time with them and not thinking about this other thing that serves me no purpose. And so I really got into the moment and, and I enjoyed the movie and I had a great time and it was a great distraction and from that point on I realized being present to me also means being present in all the relationships I make and putting in that effort to meet people and talk to people because you never know what kind of value they'll bring into your life and that has really played into my life now like both as a professional and just 
I guess, a social butterfly. I don't know. Like I have the tendency to just go up to strangers and talk to them or compliment people and and just make random friends because I truly don't know like who this person will be in my life. And I've come to just really appreciate those moments in life and just be present with all humans and listen to everyone's untold histories and untold stories. And yeah, I, I think that's a different meaning, a different take. But to me, that's another definition of being present that I like to implement in my life every day and I think that's really cool and again yeah you really don't know who you're going to meet and what value they can add to your life or like what they can bring to the table I think my perspective on being present in terms of relationships might be a little bit different I'm a bit more reserved I guess like I when I'm with people that I'm really close with like I'm very social but a lot of times when I first meet someone I'm pretty shy and I think that like for me if I do meet someone I am present with them and I I mean I try to listen to everything they're saying and continue the conversation but for me I can kind of quickly gather whether or not I can see myself being friends with someone not in that they're good or bad people just in terms of my own, how I know myself as a person and like the types of people I tend to vibe with, which I don't think is bad. I guess I would say like if I can feel that or if I can tell that we're probably not going to naturally hang out so often, then I'm not going to like spend so much time and energy trying to get to know someone. And that differs from like from you, Linda. And I don't think that's that should be viewed as something bad. I think it's just that I'm a different type of person I like I have different levels of comfort I guess maybe I'm not a social butterfly maybe I'm a social caterpillar or something like that still got to go through metamorphosis but <laughs> and it's normal because of course you're not gonna be you can't be friends with everyone and that's totally fine by me but I think that makes me when I do hang out with the people that I do find myself close with that makes me more present with them or like I'm more I guess aware of how present I am because I like to spend a lot of my time with these handful of people I want to make sure that I'm 100% there with them Um, so it does make my relationships that I've chosen to flourish more important to me and encourages me again to be more present with them so yeah snap 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 no I I truly agree I don't think that it should be viewed as a bad thing at all and it's not I think it's really admirable that you're cognizant and you have that self-awareness to understand like what and who you should put more effort and energy into being friends with or and like I think that takes a certain level of like courage too. different ends of the spectrum different levels of awareness but in the end like we are implementing this the idea of like being present in your actions deciding who you want to be present with like that's super important and to all you listeners out there like this was such a great conversation that we had today really deep I'm definitely hitting those feels (laughs) yeah I definitely learned a lot just talking with you Linda so I hope everyone has taken something out from this hopefully and that we can all work together to kind of be more present in our everyday lives as hard as it may be to put down our phones or whatever so yeah yeah put down that phone break a sweat chin up go make some friends or don't make friends (laughs) go strengthen relationships you already have anyways we hope you all have a great rest of the day and thanks for listening see you later bye Bye. thanks for tuning in we'll be back again next week with more tea we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you're new to the squad hit that follow and subscribe button leave a comment because we'd love to hear what you think and give us five stars because why would you give us four stars once again live life like you mean it because really it's it's never never fine. fine